Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? The show starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, go. I am Brad Stanton, along with Allison Fay. Today, we're going to be talking about the ABCs of the 80s. What is that, you ask? That is Allison and Brad critique the 80s. Not to be confused with Brad and Allison critique the 80s. All right. So, Allison, how are you today? I am fantastic. Thank you for having me. And to clear up any confusion, this is not a spinoff. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we going to cover today? All right, so today we are covering one of my favorite cult classics from the 80s, uh, and it is Howard the Duck. So a lot of you may not know that movie, but because y'all are so damn young, but for my generation, this was absolutely one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. But So we're going to go through a little bit of the statistics about Howard the Duck, how it came about. We're going to, of course, talk about the hair in the movie, because, I mean, what would any podcast with me be without talking about hair? Uh, we'll talk about the movie, some of the great quotes in the movie, because I took down a whole bunch of notes about it. Uh, we'll talk listener questions. We'll talk about what else was going on in August of 1986 in entertainment. Um, we'll talk about some other stuff, because right now my brain is not all there. Uh, we'll talk about maybe some ideas we have for what's next, because this isn't, you know, this isn't, like I said, this isn't a spinoff, but we'll do this once in a while, because Brad and I, you know, our chemistry is pretty damn good. So we said, why not do something for the people, you know, since this is, what, your show? So. Yes, it is. <laughs> but so, all right, so that's what we've got for today, so. So peek behind a curtain, we have a producer. Oh. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> like ours. This is where she lives. He's 27 years old, single but searching. Favorite sports, windsurfing and Aikido. Favorite pastimes, cigars and sex. He has everything except fulfillment. And then one night, it happens. Hey, good buddy, are you home? He has a very sudden midlife crisis. He lands 
in Cleveland. You do know why you were sent to me? Listen to me, small visitor. I can explain how you got here. Maybe you're here for some greater purpose, some cosmic cause. Here, he's forced to reassess his career goals. You went to med school? To explore new relationships. <laughs> to redefine his self-image. I'm sorry, we don't allow pets on the premises. To adjust to a changing lifestyle. Oh, I pull it out! Until he discovers just who he really is. Oh, no. A duck in big trouble. That's a duck, man. Howard the duck, trapped in a world he never made. <laughs> so there you have it. I can't believe you talked me into this. <laughs> oh, I just, I mean, I, you have to wonder what made it somebody think, let's make a movie. Let's make a live action movie. With a duck from outer space. So funny you say that. So let's talk a little bit about when this movie came out. So the day okay. it came out was August 1st, 1986. Uh, so you had, it was a Lucas Films. Uh, mm -hmm. so that was a production company. And then you had, it is also Universal Pictures. Okay. So the box office on this was a whopping $38 million. And it cost uh, somewhere between, this cracks me up here. 30 to 37 million dollars to make so uh somewhere in there so seven million dollars i wish i had seven million dollars to lose um i mean i guess they broke even uh, i i don't know what the video sales were because i guess video was still a little bit new here i, I can't believe i'm saying that but in 1986 i think it was 10 years old there was definitely vhs there was definitely beta but oh, i had it on beta <laughs> my father bought a beta as well and we couldn't rent anything and he refused he refused actually to buy the vhs because of it because i think the beta cost 350 dollars I'll never forget him like massaging it at the electronics store, like making the decision to do it. And then the beta was never used. And then I found out the reason the VHS was, I can't believe we're already talking about something else, but the reason <laughs> the VHS was used was because of pornographic video. Por porn yeah. was uh, porn was put on VHS. So I, I, we missed the boat and we didn't have it for many, many years. So we basically just used it for our own, own, uh, you know, stuff at home to record things. But anyway, yeah, well, that's exactly how I had it. I think, I think I had, the beta we had, the Betamax we had, was mainly used to record and re-record things uh, off of the TV. And then I think we had a video camera, and then we would record over important family events for movies on HBO. Yeah, yeah, same here, same here. Uh, we we couldn't we couldn't rent we didn't rent for like five years. So no. I just, until we got the VHS. To, yeah, yeah, we had to deal with it. Uh, mm -hmm. And finally, Rotten Tomatoes, who uh, ben, our good friend Ben oh. Jones from Down Under let us know. Ben, I, I confirmed it. It is 14% Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. But, but who cares? Oh. Who cares? I mean, it's like a Meltzer rating. It doesn't mean anything, right? Uh, oh, yeah. By the way, we're not talking about wrestling today. No, no wrestling today. No wrestling. I'm sure it'll come up. Uh, yeah. But we're not talking about it. So uh, why don't you run down who some of the actors are in this movie? Uh, all right. So my favorite in this movie, without a doubt, was Leah Thompson. And y'all are going to know why I'm going to say this later, but oh, look at that hair. Good Lord. I mean, the crimping, the they must have gone through bottles of Aquanet with her in this movie. Uh, we had Tim Robbins, who was also extremely good in this movie, surprisingly. Um, Holly Robinson, Pete, was well, before she was Holly Robinson, Pete, she was Holly Robinson, was in this. Uh, Jeffrey Jones was also very good in this. Uh, not the Jeff Jones that we all know. A different one. Um, uh, Chip Zien was in it. And then a bunch of smaller 
people here and there that we know, but you wouldn't have realized them. What did I leave out that you know? Chip Zn, because I am really glad you said that name because I didn't know how to pronounce it. I didn't know if it was oh, Zane Zine. There's also um, a Paul Gilfoyle, who was uh, was he? Uh, what show was he? Was he Law and Order? Or no, CSI, CSI. Okay. Um, also, Ed Gale was in the costume. Yes, Ed Gale was in the costume, but there were a number of people who played. I believe Howard the Duck, correct? Yeah, you can see that. You can see that with the credits. Uh, yeah. This to everybody knows who Jeffrey Jones is, and I'll mention this a couple times. He was in another '80s classic, uh, yes. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and he was Mr. Rooney. So yeah. that, yep. there you go. There. Uh, so some information I found out because Allison made me watch this movie twice, by the <laughs> way. Um, Robin Williams was actually supposed to be the voice of Howard the Duck. And I, it makes you wonder, like, well, because the reason he ended up not doing it, at least what I'm reading now, uh, I, I don't know how great these sites are, but, but it sounds like he couldn't match up with the duck's mouth. And that's why he couldn't do it. Um, really? Yeah. Now, it makes you wonder if this movie would have been looked at differently if it would have been Robin Williams. I mean, let's face it. Robin Williams made Aladdin better. Uh, he made Flubber watchable. <laughs> so... It, it makes you wonder if, uh, so you get a name like Robin Williams in there, did so that did such good comedic timing, even when he wasn't on screen, what, what this movie might have been. But so, did you already talk hair with Allison? Um, no, I did not. Oh, so, well, let's, let's do it. One of the first things that I noticed in this, in this movie was they took multiple different styles of the women in the rock band. So, um, I was very impressed that they didn't just go for the uh, let's blow it out. Let's do the crimping. Let's do the typical eighties because they also employed punk rock styles with, um, with the different ladies in the band. So I was super loving. And they also went to the guys in the clubs and really just outdid themselves. So I was very, very happy. They also, uh, with, um, Tim Robbins's character did the nerd very well with the, with the, I think it was like kind of a, um, Elvis Costello kind of look. So super happy about that as well. Hair in this movie, give it like a nine out of 10. I was very, very happy for the eighties. They did a really, really good job. And if you even notice, they even did a little bit with Howard during the sex scene. Super that, impressive. We will talk about that scene. <laughs> um, so I was very happy about that and impressed. They thought to do that. If any of you uh, know Allison at all, she is real big on hair. That's why her co-host has such great hair here. Yeah. Hey, bald is a look and it's a good one. <laughs> I say it every time. So uh, uh, just a uh, heads up, everybody. There are going to be spoilers. Uh, this movie was in yes. 1986. We're going to tell you how it ends. Okay. Yes. We're still wanting you to watch the movie. There is going to be spoilers in this, but if you haven't watched it by now, I don't feel bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So if, if one thing you haven't noticed, this isn't a great movie but it is definitely a unique movie for Very sure. Unique. So we're going to run through the movie. Allison, please. Uh, we've taken notes separately. We did not do this together. Yes. So there's going to be different points where you say like James does no. this to me all the time on the regular kickout uh, feed. Brad, you missed the most important thing. He does that to me all the time because let's face it. I'm not a stenographer. I do my best to like, and, and in this, I'm obviously not doing this the way I would do regular matches. I'm not going to do a play by play here. Okay. Uh, Otherwise, we'd be here for uh, six, seven hours. 
but no, that's good. I will but, I will jump in where I have my notes, so it's good. No, we could we could and you can interrupt me anytime and you can jump in together and then I can shut up. I mean, I talk enough anyway. <laughs> so, but uh, let's start with the apartment, okay? So the movie opens and you're in Howard's apartment. Mm-hmm. And it, let's face it, a lot of these things are here a lot like Earth, okay? Yes. By the way, it is called Duck World, which is real original. Uh, it's just a regular apartment. There's Rolling Ed magazine. He has fish, okay? He drinks beer. Budweiser, big big advertiser during this whole movie. Uh, he watches TV. He smokes cigars. He was also part of Howard in the Heartbreakers. He reads Play Duck magazine. And he's, I mean, what, what else did you notice in that apartment? Uh, I noticed he's kind of a player because he got postcards from, from one, from one woman messages from another. I was like, dude, you are, uh, what the hell dude? Yeah. So that's oh, what I noticed. He's definitely got game. Yes. No question. Also, there were two moons in duck world. Did you notice that? I did notice that. Okay. What does that mean? Um, that <laughs> he is from a very, very far away galaxy. Cause that's all it meant to me. All right. And so, I mean, everything seems very much like earth uh, yes. to me. Uh, he, they're just ducks. That's the only they're difference. Just, well, we get more into that later. Yeah. Oh, there's so, some other stuff, yeah, some stuff that are not the same for sure, but right. But I'll get in. I'll get into that later, where I start to get mad because shit doesn't line up. So, so uh, unless you have anything left for the apartment, uh, nope. I was, Howard is being pulled from his apartment. Okay, yeah. like in kind of a tunnel, um, mm-hmm. wind, and and he's going through like his apartment building. The women, the the, the couple in bed. You have the the, the naked duck. Oh, by the way, uh, space, this movie is PG. Okay. Yes. Not PG yes. thirteen, but if you actually watch it now on Amazon, it is thirteen mm-hmm. and up. Yeah. Was this prior to PG thirteen? Yes, it was. I think <laughs> it had to be actually it had to be really close because I think the first PG thirteen movie was it Ferris Bueller. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but it was it it was really I think it was before PG thirteen because I think the first PG thirteen movie came out after this. Yes. I'm not 100%, but it was really close. There's no way that would fly as PG today. Yeah, right. And right off the bat, he's looking at the Play Duck magazine. Yep. And yeah, it's a duck. We get it. It's a duck. But it's 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 the adult content to me. Absolutely. Uh, and and then going through the, the, the scene with the woman in the bathtub, she's naked in there. The, the yep. duck, naked duck. The, the, yep. it definitely, I'm not saying it should be R. I'm not going no. that far. But no, it definitely should be PG-13. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So but Yeah, so he's getting pulled out, right? Yeah. So this is where my my next. So for those who don't know, I'm a rocket scientist. I watch movies with anything with space or rockets or anything like that. I'm horrible to watch these movies with because I critique. Hey, look, name of the show. Um, I critique like a crazy person. So he's flying through space, right? With nothing, with just a chair. With no issues. Oh, let's just fly through space. I'm fine. No, uh-uh, boy, you you would be dead. I'm sorry. When you got to Earth, you would be dead. So I had a problem with that. Right. No, no, I don't nothing care if you're on. an alien or what you are, you'd be dead. Is that their excuse? <laughs> well, uh, well, I don't want to give away more to the movie, but I don't, I don't know. But so I, I don't he know. he lands in. Uh, we find out eventually, but he lands in on Earth in mm-hmm. Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. Uh, we're not told that right this second, but that right. is where he is. Of all cities, that's the city they pick. Uh, Which figures, because so. Cleveland is a whole. <laughs> and especially in the 80s. Oh, God. 
Sorry to anybody who lives in Cleveland, but I don't like it. So, so this is a question for you, Allison. Yes. Why is Howard's last name Duck? Yeah. Is so that leads to my next question: Is every duck's last name Duck? That that's a problem for me. I mean, that's... we're not. I'm not Brad Human. You're not Allison. Human. No. That that was so confusing to me. Is are they all related? <laughs> it's creepy. It is. Yeah. So obviously he stands out when he gets there. Uh, he runs right into trouble, into oh, a, a fight yeah. outside with uh, gets thrown around a little bit into the into the uh, club, gets thrown out of the club, and then we have an we are introduced to Leah Thompson. Tom, what did I say? <laughs> nope. Keep going. You're good. Okay. Yeah, Leah Thompson, and she's uh, in a band uh, named the Cherry Blossoms. She's in the bar, uh, bar whatever this is, yeah. and comes out. She's getting harassed a little bit, and Howard is a master of quack foo. Quack foo. So he helps her through this situation, and I, I don't know like what Leah Thompson was thinking when she took this role. This is a year after Back to the Future. Was Back to the Future one of your favorite movies? No. Wow, why are you so angry? Um, I'm not angry. I just... Um, I thought she did well in this movie. She tried. It wasn't her... wasn't her fault, I'm going to say. She was young. She was really young. So I think it was a matter of just taking... It was a lead role. Really? So why not take it? Yeah. And it is made by uh, Lucas Films. Exactly. I mean, and at first, let's face it, Robin Williams was the voice. Exactly. So you don't know where it's going to go? And Howard I, the Duck is based on a comic book. This was is. the first Marvel movie, from what I understand, since 1944, which was wow. Captain America. So this, oh, this is the first movie in the Marvel Universe in a lot... Uh, that that's uh, a statistic wow. to say the least. So, all right. Well, you, we, um, I, I mean, I figured she read the script and just, I, I don't know. You, you do read the script ahead of time. I'm sure. Right. Well, anyway, so he helps. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I, I don't want to, again, I don't want to give away too much of the, the future part of the movie. Cause that's the part where I start to wonder why she did this. Um, the movie presented her in a pretty good light, except for parts of it. Um, she got to do a lot of good stuff in the movie. She got to sing. She got she sang three of the songs in the movie herself. I looked it up. She sang, where is it? Hold on. She sang Hunger City, Howard the Duck, and It Don't Come Cheap. So kudos to her. I mean, not a lot of actresses get to sing, you know, won the title song and two other songs on film. So that's pretty great. Um, Holly Robinson took a back seat to her, which is pretty impressive when she had her own TV show. What so, TV show was that? Do you remember? Yes, of course I remember. It was 21 Jump Street. I loved that <laughs> show as well. Do you think Devin knows what 21 Jump Street No, is? not at all. <laughs> For the fans at home. <laughs> but again, yes, but again, you know, for my age... This was this was an exciting time for movies. I looked it up. 1986 had a ton of great movies. So 
you know, for the time, like I said, a lot of people younger than us don't remember this movie at all. But for me, at the time, this was outrageous. It was so different. Nobody knew what was going on. A movie about a duck. Insanity. And you're right about that. Uh, it is very, very unique. And that is something yeah. that, that should be uh, not frowned upon. Like maybe it's looked like. Because, and I also want to give, we're talking about this movie, like, and we've seen it, we've seen it a few times, to say the least. This is not just a duck, like, you saw, if you were watching the video, you saw, um, our, our producer, Mike, showed uh, the duck and and uh, Leah Thompson there sitting next to each Her name's Beverly in this, by the way. There it is again. Yeah. Obviously, this is not um, a duck you're seeing in a pond anywhere. This is a, a, <laughs> like a costume. So, yeah. uh, when she first, so let's get to that. First, I wanted to say this line real quick. Satan sluts bike gang. Okay, so <laughs> there's this bike gang that for no reason at all whatsoever they're showing in Cleveland, and they're called Satan Sluts, oh. which I don't know if they were men or women or whatever they were, but they were dressed, I, I, I don't know. It was definitely, it doesn't age well. <laughs> no, there's so, so I wrote, and I don't want to do this now, I want to do it later, but okay. I wrote down easily 15 lines from this movie that if they, half of them wouldn't pass today in a PG movie. But no. they're so damn good. The writers of this movie, they had something. And that's why I loved it. It was, I laughed out loud easily two dozen times yesterday while I was watching this movie. Wow. Yeah. And, and that's hard to do today. That's hard to do. You know, I told you this before. My son sat with me and watched this movie yesterday. Now, my son is 16 and has watched maybe five movies all the way through and he sat and watched this movie yesterday the well whole... I, told, I told you the same thing that i was getting my chimney sweeped <laughs> on friday and the guys actually stopped what they were doing to like they're like like looking like man i haven't seen this since i was a kid they wanted to watch it again yeah. it does get everybody's attention yeah it, do it does so you know people make fun of the movie but you're gonna find if you haven't seen it you're gonna get sucked in and i bet we're gonna get we're gonna get a couple more views and a couple of royalties for these 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 actors, for people chiming in to rewatch it because they haven't seen it in a number of years. So right after he finishes fighting these uh, thugs or yep. whatever uh, for Beverly, I, yep. I have a I have another question for you. Sure. Is Howard extremely calm? And what I mean by that is if if you landed on Duck World, how would you be feeling right now? Um, I would be freaking out. I would be like. Also, I would not go home with a complete stranger of a different race of, than mine, which I was completely weirded out by. I'm like, one, why is Beverly inviting him home? And two, why is he going? I, I mean, I, I don't know. And, I, and the thing is, why is she taking him? Yeah. I couldn't <laughs> understand either one of them. And I wrote that here. They get along pretty good right from the beginning. Yeah. Right from the beginning. And um, yeah, he has nowhere to go. And she... Basically, like in a flirty way, says, come on, like, all right. So you're taking this talking duck home and you're going home on who knows where you're at. You know, you're at Earth. You say that she sells you. You're in Cleveland. But what does that even mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I want to talk. I want to talk about her apartment. Uh, now, I know it's dirty and messy, but don't you think it's kind of a cool place? Um, it was huge and fantastic. And I would have loved an apartment like that. She's a, she's in a band. We don't know if she does anything else, right? No, I don't think she does How anything else. How do you else. afford an apartment like that? 
I'm telling you, this thing, it is humongous and it is in the city. I don't know what part of the city. Also, that's not Cleveland because Cleveland is not that cool. <laughs> but I, I thought it was a pretty cool spot. It looks like just it looks like a great place to live to me. Just pick up a it few was, things. It looked like a loft. It looked amazing. I was like, I would like that apartment, please. That was phenomenal. But I'm pretty sure that my favorite part of that whole scene in the apartment was when she went through his wallet. Absolutely. I got all that right here. Oh, okay. Yeah. So go. Well, um, I also wanted to talk about for a second here that he yeah. went to med Howard talks about how he went to med school, but he dropped out. Right. He writes songs and got a job as an advertising copywriter. Now, obviously, he sold out. And I want to know when the first time you sold out. <laughs> Good God. Uh, the first time I sold out? I really put you on the spot here. We should we could have yeah, thought you that. Did. It is a lot. But it was probably you, you think about it. I'm gonna tell you when I sold out. Okay, go I ahead. Went, I went to college to be a newspaper reporter. Come to find out in my first two months there, the newspaper reporters make about at the time, now we're talking 1994, 1995 here, uh $13,000 a year if you're good. <laughs> so um that's not even uh that's not even minimum wage today. So I decided right away, even though I love doing that, I even had an internship in my hometown. Uh that this wasn't going to do it. And I, I got into I was going to be a teacher. I am not doing any of that stuff, but um, I was going to be a teacher instead, which is to me was selling out. Like I went from never, ever thinking I was going to be a teacher to actually going to school to be a teacher. I ended up just graduating with an English degree, by the way. But the point is, is I sold out very early in my uh, freshman year of college. Wow. Um, I would say the first time I sold out, Jesus. Um, okay. No, no, this is a great question. No, no, I like I like on the spot stuff. This is good because you'll get a more honest answer um, is probably when I was much younger. Um, I was given a choice whether to work. Um, it was in college. I could work uh, as a, uh, a math lab. Uh, I don't know what they called them. Um, we had to sit in the math lab and basically my job was to make sure nobody stole a computer. Okay. So I a monitor, I guess you'd call it. Right. Um, so that I could do that job or I could go work with the kids at the, uh, we had a, I worked, I went to school at a very dorky engineering college. Okay. So I could, I could either do that job or I could actually do a job where I had to work. Um, I sold out and I took the job where I had to do nothing. Okay. 100%. Um, I could have made more money. I could have um, gotten like, I could have helped my professors. I could have done more. I could have really, yeah, I sold out and I took the easy sleep at my desk job and get paid to do nothing job. Okay. It was the first time I realized you can really sometimes get away with doing nothing. I love doing nothing. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, that's Oops. good. Sorry. So let's let's run out. Uh, I'm going to let you run out of the contents of um, oh, Howard's wallet. Okay. Sorry. So Howard so, falls asleep for no reason. Again, very calm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally just passes right out. No issues. He's not like, asleep. Right. He is. Like, yeah. Okay. She covers him with a quilt. She's so adorable. <laughs> by the way, in the beautiful window nook that she has, which by, I would kill for, which doesn't exist, 
So she opens his wallet and everything looks exactly like ours does. What, what, what the hell is that? A normal, and I'm looking at it going, when did he move to the United States? Right. He's got a regular license, a regular, a regular, and he's from Washington, D.C. Well, did you notice Mar that? Washington, D.C. Oh, sorry. Washington, D.C. But that was the thing. Everything was like exactly the same, just like a little letter here or there different. And I'm like, what planet has everything exactly the same, just like a word or two different? And he had, uh, and I'm going to get this wrong, but he had like a MasterCard with a different name. Mallard. Mallard card. That was it. But the best of everything in the wallet, which I know you're going to know this, was the little duck condom. But why was it opened? Yes! Oh, yes! I can't believe that! I have that written right here. Oh why is it not in the wrapper? I was what? like, this, this is disgusting. I'm like, why is he Why would you carry an unwrapped? Oh, I, I was racking my brain about why that was an open condom. All right, so it's an open condom. Open. And it's a, the only thing I can think of is they wanted it to be a different shape. Right. So they wanted you to see it. So they you wanted to know. But I'm like, this, this is this. At first, I didn't think about it. And then I'm like, oh, oh my God. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, it's open. It's an open. But I, I only thing I can think about, I even ran, I, yeah. I've asked three people this. I think it's because it was a different shape of a, whatever a duck's, you know what, right. could be. Uh, that's yeah. the only thing I can think of. Um, but I mean, they could have done it if you had turned it maybe and you'd seen the clear side but i still don't think it would have made as much of an impact as having it be opened no um also you had uh yeah you have george white you had a dollar bill in there that was george, oh yeah george washington with a duck bill with okay? a duck bill and blooming credit card he also had a picture with a couple of girls oh yeah duck and, a, and his parents but right. it was yeah very very just everything on earth exactly the same except for the with a weird open condom all right, so um, I, unless you got anything to add to that, I, I'm running to run it to the next day when they meet Phil. Right. Okay, I got that. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> so Phil is uh, Tim Ro uh, Tim Robbins. He is yep. what she calls a scientist. Right. Uh, let me ask you a question, Allison. You're a scientist. Mm -hmm. Why would she bring him to him? So let's think about it. You know, she's she's a rocker chick, right? So she's. In her brain, she's thinking, who can help? Who, who can come up with any idea to cut to get him back to where he comes from? He works in what looked like a natural history museum, right? Yep. So she's thinking, okay, paleontologist, uh, something with science. She's probably, I love her, but she's probably not that bright. So maybe she was just genuinely trying to help. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I, when I think of a scientist and uh, something that might be a little different, I, I think the worst, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that they could be like dissecting him. Almost. Yeah. Like, like in E.T., another 80s movie right. that we both know. Oh, I mean, yeah. the, when the scientists were looking for him the whole time, that was the first thing they, they wanted to tear him open is, is yep. the, the impression I got. So that would concern me there. And this is around that same time, about four years later. Uh so uh, Phil is very filzy, as he calls him through the whole movie, is very slapstick. OK, he starts talking to him like a duck and then realizes that he just Howard has a very unique human voice that yes. is very mature sounding voice and just has no respect for Phil in the very beginning at all. Mm -mm. Um, 
and he they, they they take him out. I can't believe they just take him out. Basically, first she had him gift wrapped, didn't she? Like at first, she and had then, him in a garbage bag with holes in yeah. it. Okay, but when they get into the the museum, he's kind of out in the open. Yeah, yeah they they're yep. like kind of hiding him. They're trying I mean, to. And then uh, as uh, Phil was kind of showing the evolution of man, he was showing the evolution that would be the same way of duck. And I, I love this line. I know you took down a bunch of uh, quotes, but I love this line uh, from Howard. You're all hairless apes. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have that one. So you're good. I, I mean, uh, I don't have a whole, whole lot to run down in there unless you got something else. No, my, my one of my favorite scenes came from right after that where he, they got pissed off and they left. Yeah. And when uh, right before he and Leah get into the or he and um, Beverly, Beverly get into a big fight, he, Howard starts cackling like a crazy. I, I was cackling like a crazy person when Howard uh, caused like a crow at the business person, the businessman at the fountain. He starts flapping and, and cawing at the uh, oh, my God, the businessman just freaked out and ran away. But I was laughing so hard. And then he starts yelling at the kids on the school trip. Where we're like, oh, look, a live exhibit. I know. I was like, oh, this is too good. It's too good because it's just ridiculous. The ridiculousness of this movie was fantastic. So he does like they do. Like you mentioned, they do get into that argument. Oh, and it's, yeah. really, it's really him getting into an argument, not her. He's yeah. just frustrated that yep. like, listen, nobody, what she helped him, whatever this was, what taking him to this museum did not get him anywhere. And I think there was just some frustration here. He is very mean to her. Um, and there's definitely some hurt feelings and she, and she leaves. And then he yep. does all those things that you said. Yep. But the next part is, uh, is where things get real interesting. Howard goes to an employment agency to get his Okay. Timeout. Before you go there, here's where my next question comes in. Okay. So he goes to the unemployment office, right? Where is he going to buy all of his clothes? Because if you notice, when he shows up in the unemployment office, he has new clothes, and he's got a bag with what I'm assuming is more clothes. Where is he going to buy his clothes? How is he buying his clothes? What money is he using? What credit cards? Because his space money and space credit cards certainly don't work on Earth, right? No, definitely not. So how is he doing this? And how is anybody in any store? These are the kind of things I think about, by the way, because I'm. And he weird. actually says in the interview with her that like he right. shops in the little tyke section. But yeah, how did he get a hold of it? But how? How is he? And I thought he said he mentioned something about Goodwill too. But I'm like, who at Goodwill is selling you anything? Because people are screaming and freaking out every time you show up somewhere. So how are you buying any clothes, Mister? It's one of those mysteries, and just uh, okay. Have to go with oh. it, I guess. Okay, just so wanted to get uh, that off. And, the, and this woman there, a oh, tough lady, a tough lady that basically says, doesn't matter how you look, you're not going to, I'm not going to stop you from getting a job. Also um, the nurse in Ferris Bueller's day off. Oh yeah. Good for you. Now she, um, he wants a job. So, mm -hmm. I mean, he's not really going to argue with her, but she turns around and he's getting ready to bite her ass. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Is he, it, let me ask you a question. Is he into her ass? <laughs> or is he trying to be mean? Like, what, what, was, the, what was the end game there? Huh? I think he was frustrated and wanted to just take a nip out of her to piss her off. Okay, good. Because I, I wasn't, I wasn't I quite he turned was. on here um, mm -hmm. with her. I don't There's, think he was either. Okay, I, but it was just, <laughs> but luckily that didn't happen. She stuck the papers in his bill. So he gets a job. Oh, did he get a job? All right. 
I've never been to a place like this. I don't even know what this is. Okay, uh, I do. Okay, go. So this is basically all it is is a hot tub house. It's a place where they rent out hot tubs by the half hour, hour, and whatever goes on goes on. Yeah, there was a lot going on. Yeah, and again for a PG movie, what the hell? <laughs> I think the one girl was topless, right? Uh, she was. She was. How is this not? How is this actually? That that would be R today. I, it absolutely well. No, you're allowed. You're for a PG thirteen movie. You're allowed one scene. Any f bombs in this movie? No. Okay. Yeah, so there's uh, there's new new scenes in this. There's make major making out, yeah. major making out. Like this, like just real close to sex in this. Yep. And what what only can be described, like you said, as a hotel with hot tubs that you yep. rent by the half hour hour. Mm -hmm. Like it's. It's, I, I wrote here, where is this and why have I never been to one? Um, <laughs> everyone is making out. So his, what was his job there? He was the towel boy. Wasn't there like he a water specialist of some sort? Well, that's what he was supposed to be, but. So there, there, this guy that works, there's a complete scumbag. Oh yeah. Okay. He's just, he's sweating in the corner over there. It just looks like everything that you don't want to be stuck in a dark alley or, or this place with, um, and you know, he, he's giving him orders. Like if Howard's smoking a cigar saying he needs to take a break. And he says, uh, no, I need you to fix uh, something in one of the uh, hot tubs. So he goes over there to do it, but he falls in and guess what? This is a very interesting part of the movie. Howard can't swim. Yeah. He's a duck. <laughs> so I was wondering does that have something to do with the fact that if you noticed in the evolutionary chart of the duck earlier, um, Filzy said that the duck, I know I'm calling him Filzy now. Um, <laughs> the ducks, ev uh, when they evolved, they no longer had wings. Okay. So I'm wondering if that's the reason that the ducks now can't swim. I, I guess. Uh, but he doesn't want <laughs> He, it was just an odd thing for me that he can't swim and he's a duck. Yeah. But th this job wasn't he wasn't long for this this world yeah. um, and gets uh, quits right away. It just isn't for him. So it doesn't take long for him to get back to the club where he doesn't even I think he sees his chair there and realizes he's back to the club where he started. Is that the way right. you got it to? Mm -hmm. So why don't, this was your favorite one of your favorite scenes, right? The club going back in. Oh, I love that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna send it over to you on this one. When he confronts, uh, oh, what was his name? I don't. I didn't uh, write down names either. So he uh, confronts. So this is when he confronts Beverly's manager, and they decide. He decide. Howard decides that he's going to stand up for Beverly and get Beverly's money from the manager, and he takes on. The manager, and I think it's two thugs, right? Two yeah. guys, three guys. And they three have guys. a fight three on guys. the bar. Three yeah. guys. He gets thrown across the bar. He comes back running against the bar. I'm crying. And then I believe this is the at the point in the movie where the my favorite phrase of the entire movie is said, which is space rabies. Yeah. I've got space rabies. I was crying, laughing when I heard this. I, you can't, you can't make this up. 
but uh, he comes out as the hero. Um, the manager gives him the money and control of the, the band, which is phenomenal. Uh, something that I guess Beverly and the girls, Cherry, Bo- Cherry Blossoms, yeah, have been trying to do for years. So he comes back and tells the girls, and oh, he's the hero. So just so, one thing I want to add to that is the earring, yes. the earring scene, because oh. he stopped, the, he has the manager up on the bar and he, the guy's got a big hoop earring and he actually has the, some kind of knife or ice pick, it's an ice ice pick. pick through the, through the hole of the earring. And that's, what's trapping him there. And if you know about the, I know earrings are nothing today. Okay. It's nothing. You know, guys have six, seven of them. Uh, earring was a big deal in 1986 for a guy. Okay. Yeah. And you only had it in your left ear. <laughs> there was one earring. That's right. So it was a, that, 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 that whole scene to me with the hair and the outfits and the earring screamed eighties. Yeah. Just 100%. screamed 80s. The just everything about it. The, every, everybody looks like a tool. You know, like everybody <laughs> nobody's in shape. Nobody I mean, looks- no question. I mean, if you looked at the girls when they came out of the band, they're all in red and black leather and tassels and chains. And I'm I'm loving every minute of it. This is like beautiful attire for the 80s. But you can't be a fingerless gloves. The girls were wearing fingerless gloves for God's sake. Yeah. I wrote that down. Screams 80s. Oh, so he, he goes in the back there and he, like you said, he's the hero. Um, and they make up pretty quick. High, high toots, yeah. high ducky. That's what you could, I mean, it's very flirty. Oh, by the way, uh, also, there is a lot of, so one of the things I noticed, the characters from the John Hughes movies, back and forth. So, you know, um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but a lot of the comments back and forth from the John Hughes movies. Ducky, my favorite character from Pretty in Pink. So every time I kept hearing it, I'm transported. It's crazy. Long Duck Dong? No, Ducky from Pretty in Pink. No Long <laughs> Duck Dong. We well, don't I'm thinking do... of the other one. Oh, God. Oh. I'm thinking of uh, 16 Candles. You're thinking of 16 Candles. But that's good. A lot of ducks. I'm on the same used track here. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I wanted to point out something. Um, so they're in the back, and there's a pizza. A pizza gets oh. delivered by, I think Phil brings a pizza, right? Phil, Phil brings, yeah. So Phil dates one of the band members, which I don't think we knew that up until then. No, we I mean, didn't know that until then. We were yeah. just getting back. That's how she knows him. So Phil's back and he's real excited to see Howard. And, but he brings a pizza. Now, remember how we always, we've been saying through this whole thing that everything is so similar on earth in the duck world, but not food. Not food. Well, and you're going to notice this throughout. I don't think Howard ever eats. Just drinks beer. He just drinks beer, which is Budweiser on Duck World, no problem. But they're like, so he says, "What's a pizza?" So everything, like I said, seems so normal. But there's a later scene we're going to get to. It's the same situation, well, even worse. But yeah, um, I don't know. I don't think Howard eats through this entire movie. Did you notice that? You said that. he doesn't. He he smokes cigars and drinks beer. Mm-hmm. That's but the other I, thing. He, he smokes cigars. Yeah, but the food situation they stay away from. Like when they they, they don't have him eat is. It's never really explained why, like, I don't know, even when he opened his fridge at his, his apartment, I didn't see any food in there. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's a great thought. <laughs> now, oh, I've got no He might idea. have eaten this pizza, okay? But he didn't know what it was, is what I'm kind of no. getting at. Here. All right? He didn't know what pizza was. So there's no, no pizza on Duck World, but there's cigars and beer. That's that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. So, so I, I wanted to just jump ahead a little bit here because it's just really everybody's getting happy again in the back to see each other. Phil snatches a feather off of Howard, which is extremely offensive, apparently. Yeah. 
apparently yeah. apparently it's not the same as like pulling out one of our hairs yeah and we'd be like yeah, all right you want a hair go ahead but phil's a good guy like, right he's trying he's to help trying to help right yep i, I mean that's I what we think that. yeah I, I i he's just such a wholesome guy wholesome character to me in this even though he's dating a band member I think at this point, though, I think Howard still wasn't sure if he was a good guy. So I think that might have been why he was so yeah, wishy-washy. But of a, I mean, he's the only other person he really knew besides right. uh, Beverly. Girls. Yeah. So now um, she takes him back, right? Oh, God. So back to her apartment. She takes Ducky back. Or Ducky, I'm already doing it. Uh, takes Howard back in. <laughs> So first off, let's let's go to a question here from Mike Bober, who says, oh. how Rule Tide is um, Leah Thompson in this movie? So Rule Tide is something Conrad Thompson uses on his show. It just basically means, yeah, hot, you know <laughs> what I mean? And uh, she does look great here. Um, and this is the scene, I guess, huh? Yeah, it is. Right. So so we have an almost sex scene. Is that how you would describe it? I would absolutely describe it as that. I mean, Leah Thompson is like, this is, this is not PG. Okay. There's no way she's seducing a duck for God's sake. And her, and the way she's dressed going into this bed. She's panties and a camisole. I'm sorry. Loose loose robe. Um, Bra and panties. That's it. That's it. Um, And the whole thing looks like it's actually going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, I think it might've happened if Howard didn't pump the brakes. So Howard gets nervous. And kind of just says, never mind, never mind, never mind. But she's on that bed. She's straddling. She is, says, all right, let's go for it. And it is, um, I, it feels like it's going to happen. And it feels like she wants, she wants it to happen. And Howard, absolutely. Gets Howard gets scared. Absolutely. I, uh, you want to add to that? <laughs> no, I, well, look, there's adventurous and then there's adventurous. That's, I understand that he talks, but like, it's still a duck. He's still a duck. Yeah. He's still a duck. He's still I mean, a duck. I, and in and, and vice versa. I, yeah. I don't remember being hit on any ducks at the at the at the local la- lake. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Very good point. Very good point. Howard, she's still well, a Howard human. actually was the one that, that kept control of the situation. Yeah. Absolutely. Not Thompson, who, by yeah. the way, is extremely single in this movie and has no reason to be. how she was gorgeous 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 and cool gorgeous i mean except for like having an infatuation with the duck pretty cool i mean everything about her was oh my god the face the body cool she's in a band she could sing i mean nice nice (laughs) she was a sweetheart yeah nothing i I don't everything any, any guy would want in a woman she was there but she wanted to bang a duck. Yeah, she so did. Maybe she was a little crazy. I don't know. And I, I'm not sure where the comic books went, but I, I rumor has it. I think that I, I should look into it a little further. Let's just say that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> maybe there are baby ducks somewhere. If you listen that. to her interview, she when she said she read about what this was, she says, well, I guess I'm in love with a duck. So she saw it that way as well. At least that's the way she played the part. So this is all interrupted by Philzy and some of the other some other scientists. Now I'm going to go ahead and explain to everyone. Oh wait, so this is what happened. Now we are like 
45 minutes into the movie. By the yeah. way, there's an hour and six minutes to go. And we find out what happened. This it this takes a, a turn. Yeah. To a, I'm, I'm going to get into it. Don't worry. I'm going to get into it. We're going to get into it. So a laser spectroscope they were inventing. It wasn't invented yet. They were inventing. Was aimed at Howard's planet and transported him to Earth when it was activated. That's it. That is it. That is the reason he's here. <laughs> it was it's, so it, it was a mistake. It was a mistake. And it didn't pull anybody else out of Duck World, just him in his chair. And that's how strong this laser. I mean, I keep I had to write it down. Exactly. Yeah. Laser because I, I didn't was. Well, I, I I yeah. And then they also think, Howard thinks as well, that they can send him back the exact same way, which is always the case, right? Uh, like I said, it's the first time we see Dr. Jennings, who is Mr. Rooney from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So uh, up to this point, this movie's fun. This movie's good. Right. And it was silly in a silly way. Right. And it's well, all over the place. But now I, it yeah. loses me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Right. This loses me a little bit. Um, because you went from lighthearted comedy with a little bit of like action in the in the club to sci-fi. Yeah, yeah, you did. It, you are a hundred percent correct. It totally changed direction, and I don't know if it needed to. I agree. I mean, like I said, you're already almost 47, 50 minutes into a movie in yeah. the eighties, which could have been an easy hour and a half. No, this yeah. movie's one hundred eleven minutes. Yeah. One hundred eleven, not one hundred ten. One hundred eleven minutes. <laughs> All right. So you yep. have over an hour left of this movie. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we've hit one of many climaxes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> All yep. right. So they go back to wherever that is. I guess some kind of um, where, where, where were they going? What is it? It's not the museum, is it? Is it the no, museum? No, it was uh, Dyna, Dyna Dynamics. Dyna yeah, Dyna that name seemed, they that went name to seemed interesting. Yeah, I know. They went to some laboratory. Yeah, and then there was a spectroscope malfunction out of yeah. nowhere. Out of nowhere, this thing blows up again, okay? There was and, nobody at the guard gate. Ooh. And creates... I'm jumping up a little bit. If you need to back me up, please. No, go ahead. I got my notes, and when, when something in my notes comes yeah, that you want to talk about, go. Because this part, I agree, this part was like, come on already. Yeah, and we and yeah. we got a lot, but we have more than half to go. I know. I, I know we're not selling people on this movie now. You know that. I know. Well, this was the part that was rough to get through because this is where, like I say, it changed from fun and happy and lighthearted to yeah. What the hell is going on? So they create what's called the Dark Overlord. Now, as you're up up to this point, we're talking about a duck that's talking. Now we have yep. a dark, dark Overlord. What? That, <laughs> that is not it. But uh, thank you, Mike. Thank you for that, Mike. <laughs> um, that takes over Dr. Jennings' body, who again is Mr. Rooney, which who is the perfect person for this? Absolutely, he, no he was evil. He was evil in in um, Ferris Bueller, and he wasn't evil here. But now he becomes evil because he the Dark Overlord has taken over his body. And like I said, this goes on for a while. But I don't it's have kind of funny though, because so it, to, you've already uh, you've already answered the question. I said, what do you think of the changes? Is it two is it two movies almost? It's it's it is two movies, but the thing with Doctor Jennings is, it was good while it was like, I enjoyed the slow takeover of his body. Yeah, 
like that part was funny because it was it was taking a little while. He was he was funny while it was happening, but then when it got like fully taken over, it wasn't funny anymore, and it was just like, "All right, let's go, come on already." And it, it was it felt like it was a good idea that just too lo- took too long to execute. Absolutely. So uh, a funny thing that was said is they say that they're looking at this duck who's three foot one inches tall. He says he's three foot two. Um, so uh, now there's this big escape where you have Dr. Jennings driving. If I skip too far ahead, please stop me. You skipped too it, far ahead. Did you did you miss the when they went to dinner? No. When they went? No, no not yet. We're not at dinner okay. yet. Oh, okay. I, I can't skip that. Okay. Though they're in a Jeep Wagoneer, and I want to know if you ever had a Jeep Wagoneer that was a Woody or anything like this. It had the wood grain. No, I have not. Oh, I wish <laughs> I had. So that's something else that screams 80s. Uh, here. Absolutely. Oh, um, my they, God. They did bring it back with the PT Cruiser in the early 2000s. <laughs> but the wood grain on the side of the cars, uh, that is a classic. And, it, and he's driving 100 miles an hour. And it is funny. <laughs> um, he is funny there as he's changing. And he's getting weirder oh. and weirder and weirder. Absolutely. Um, Someone said like a sex change up or something. I don't know. Um, so anyway, they eat at Joe Roma's. They go to a place called Joe Roma's, which is a famous Joe place. Joe Roma's Cajun Sushi. Okay. And that's interesting as well, because a regular Joe Roma's isn't like this, right? It, it's a barbecue place. Yeah. So you have Joe Roma's. Um, this restaurant is, I wrote this. This is what I wrote. This restaurant is so bizarre. Sushi, <laughs> but they are not people that make sushi. Okay. <laughs> Sushi's made by Japanese, uh, Asian, or some sort. There's nobody Asian anything in here. It's 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 really, I don't know. So they're, they're, they 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 all have like headbands on, Japanese headbands. Ugh. Um, and then when they, they they almost don't let them in. Of, of all the things, the, the weird of a place as this is, they almost don't let them in because you have the duck, and you have Doctor Jennings, yep. and you have Beverly, and <laughs> Howard says, "Have a heart. I'm a seeing eye duck." And all right, so they get to sit down for that. And but so Jennings' voice is getting worse and worse, where he's turning, he's just he's doing it all himself. There's no special effects here whatsoever. He is doing that voice. Nope. And can you imagine them two on both sides of him trying to keep a straight face? It is so bad, it's funny. It's so bad. And what made that those scenes better is the young waitress. Yeah. Talking yeah, I, like she's a philosophy major. She's all I was like, what is going on? This is the craziest thing I've ever seen. But go ahead. Go ahead. So the overlord starts talking about getting people back. Dr. Jennings. Getting... So basically what happened to this overlord is what happened to Howard. They pulled the overlord in somehow with this explosion. Howard, it was a little different. It just basically turned it on, I guess. This time there was a malfunction, and now these overlords are coming. So he starts talking about that, and Howard says, what is that, a suburb of Cleveland? And for some reason, Beverly and him think this is funny. They have this dark overlord sitting across from them. No big deal. Let's just keep cracking jokes, huh? Yeah. Why is he sitting with them like nothing's going on? <laughs> it's like they don't realize that, oh, this guy is dangerous, but it's He's okay. Dangerous. Let's just make jokes. Yeah. <laughs> He's still just sitting at the table. Yeah. They order specials and three beers. Yeah. Right. Like it's nothing. He, he doesn't need food, but yet he doesn't want to leave the food either once he gets it. Right. So let's talk about what the specials are. Oh, yes. Let's. So they were eggs, whatever eggs. Yeah. It does, nothing matters but the eggs on the plate because Howard right. says, what do you think? I'm a cannibal. I'm a cannibalist or something. 
Obviously, he can't eat eggs, but yet he still hasn't eaten at all. Nope. So the, the weight, the crazy wages that you said, that was kind of like far out, you know. <laughs> all right. Um, like I said, this 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 is the funniest part of this second half, but at the same time, it's still a lot. It's still a lot because yeah. now we have this code key, which is some generic device. This this stupid thing that the Dark Overlord is holding that is going to help him get other overlords there. Is that the way you got it? Yeah, that's it. It it is the stupidest little thing ever. It looks like a toy from Fisher Price. And it's like this, he needs it. This whole restaurant, I, I don't know. Then they say, they, they, they get all, they're all weird. They're all hicks. They're trying to get a hold of Howard and cook them, right? If I'm like, yep. again, I'm, I'm skipping ahead. Let me know. No, that's, a, that's basically correct. And he gets away. Right. <laughs> so, but during that time, uh, Dr. Jennings is like blowing up the whole diner or whatever it is. The whole restaurant with his eyes and like lasers are coming out of his eyes and stuff like that. But and they're the, concerned with the doc. But yeah, I, <laughs> I can't. I don't know. But one of the best lines also comes from this scene. And it comes from the cook. And he turns around and he goes, oh, he must have ate the chili. <laughs> <laughs> this scene also screams alien. Like the oh, movie very alien. Much. Well, that's this whole movie. There's. There's scenes in this whole movie that scream another movie. That definitely feels like Alien. I, I, I agree. But the, the stomach thing, right? Yes. Or even Spaceballs, if you want to even really get deeper. Yes. Um, all right. So like, I don't even remember now. I've watched this movie twice in a week, and I still remember how Howard got away. Oh, so Beverly and the Dark Overlord are taking off in the vehicle again. Their semi-truck. Yes. Right? Right. And they run over Howard. Well, at least that's what Beverly thinks. But he right. was in the middle. He was underneath. underneath. And uh, the Dark Overlord says to Beverly, I need your body. And she right. says, I've never heard that before. <laughs> and then that big snake thing starts coming out of his mouth. Oh, yeah. Um, so now we have they're they're traveling and we well, have Howard. Go hold ahead. on, because that's also where the movie switched again. Yeah. To, to being gross like that was really gross it, it was, was so unexpected and i'm and my so again i remember i watched the movie with my kid and my kid was like uh is this turning into a horror movie it's definitely sci-fi yeah but like that was said. not anything up until that point there was literally nothing really scary in this movie that so was not we, okay howard teams up with phil again phil howard's in the back of a or Phil's in the back of a cop car. I'm not sure why he was arrested. <laughs> no idea. Okay. None. Howard is blending in at a miniature golf course and he's just being a duck. He's being that a duck. That is funny. That is funny. <laughs> that was so, he was standing in front of what? Uh, Some other animal. In front of another think. animal or yeah. something. So at this, this is what I wrote right below this. I can't believe there's 37 minutes left. <laughs> so... <laughs> They go back. All right. So now going back to the semi truck where Beverly yeah. and the dark overlord is just... Beverly sleeping. Yeah. How is Beverly sleeping in this truck with the dark overlord who has blown up half of the town? She's having a nod off. No problem. Oh, well, it gets worse. So let's go back to my insane, insane nitpicking of movies. Okay. So I also used to work in the power plant industry. Okay. Now, not the nuclear power plant industry, but the power plant industry. So the next thing I'm gonna I'm gonna jump 
from your t- storytelling here, probably. Okay. Because no the next place they go is a is a nuclear power plant to get him more power, right? Yeah. Okay. So he j- breaks in, gets himself more power, and jumps back in the truck with her. I'm sorry, what? Why is she there? I'm sorry. One, how is she not dead from the nuclear power emanating off of him? I'm sorry. No. 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 Definitely Mm-mm. not. I-, I can't. I can't deal with stuff like that. Like... That's I, the part that bothers you. You're like Sheldon Cooper right now. He's I, okay oh, with I know Sheldon Cooper. Because he's, able, he's okay with Superman being able to fly, but he's not okay with something like this. Yes, 100%. 100%. This is 100% me. No, no. Let's assume he can fly. That's the way you are right now. You're okay with a talking duck <laughs> yes. that got pulled from space, even though we don't like the way he was pulled from space. It's okay. Yes. It's okay. But this, yes. this is ridiculous. Because we don't know about aliens. But this is a fact. And these facts don't add up, and I can't take it. Okay, so, sorry. Go back. No, it's okay. We had Howard and Phil flying this glider plane. Oh, this is a typical. This felt like that? twenty minutes. By the it way, it was twenty minutes. Okay, well, see? it was at least it was at least seven, which oh, feels like God. a half hour. So it was a typical crash course. And again, I don't know why anybody's after them. Why are the cops? Like, <laughs> I no I freaking idea. What were, they, what were they running from? Why were they in trouble? Why was Phil You're in trouble? They I were trying to that. arrest Howard, like for like the last half of the movie, and I have no idea why. I don't know why either. Like, who was arresting him? Like, where did that all start? Why, why did, oh, that, where did that start? The CSI from? guy. The CSI guy was trying to arrest him, but why? I don't know. I don't know. It, it just felt like very rushed. Like, I didn't know why Phil was in the back of a cop car. I don't get it. But so let's talk about Beverly's now tied up in the back of the the yeah. truck yeah. with the absolute worst ropes um, that you could ever be tied in. <laughs> They, there's, they, they were so loose that I, I, for the life of me, I mean, why couldn't she get out of that? Well, she does actually, but it yeah. was a terrible, I mean, I don't know that was supposed to be that way. That's so bad. You got to see it. Okay. Please don't miss this. When you watch this movie, I'm talking yeah. to all of you out there are going to watch it. Cause I mean, no, we've really oversold it. Um, all right. So they're flying to the duck. They're still flying this thing. They're flying through the duck hunter sign. That was another thing for this whole movie was that it was duck season, oh. hunting season. You were allowed to shoot as many ducks Yep. As you wanted, and that just bothered Howard to no end. Even though I don't think anybody was coming after him, he can't even fly. No, <laughs> and he definitely can't swim. So he gets pulled over, though. The Dark Overlord gets pulled over, and he says he has no license. And I am not. The guy says, "I need your license, Jack." He goes, "I have no license, and I'm not Jack." This Overlord does have his comedic moments for sure. Yes. Um, this cop chase—I wrote it just as you said. This cop chase with the plane goes on uh, for a lot longer. Is it me or is this movie not short on climaxes? <laughs> I feel like it tried to have one every 20 minutes, I swear. So now you're back to your uh, whatever it is. Now they're back to this lab or big mm-hmm. center, nuclear center. And uh, the Dark Overlord has Beverly on the table, which is really creepy. <sighs> so Phil gets the neutron <laughs> the generator. Is that what it's <laughs> um, distinguisher? I don't even know what I wrote here, but whatever. I it don't is, know it, what it was. Not, it was it's not important. It's not important. It's not know? important. So, and this is Beverly's line: "Run, Howard. He's in a bad mood." Good one. Um, so Phil blocks the laser stuff of the Dark Overlord is shooting at him, and he saves Howard's life. Um. Oh, it's uh, yeah. So the standoff with the nuclear or neutron degenerator 
There it is. And the Dark Overlord. Howard wins, and now Jennings is back to normal. Right. I know that I, that was probably a 10-minute scene that I just talked nope, about. That's... But However, it, it took... It wasn't anything... Nothing substantial, right? Nothing just, substantial. It was, it was a, a lot of really yeah. bad um, lasers coming out of eyeballs and Howard driving a big... Oh, right. He had a, you have to put your seatbelt on for that car to work. Right. Oh, yes. So yeah, he had the, one of those little, little cars. The neutron degenerator, whatever it was called. Was, yeah, it is degenerator or something. Degenerator. It, was, it was mounted on a little... Like, imagine the little hand truck that um, Austin Powers drove when he got stuck in the in the corridor. That's what it was on. It was on one of those. So the Dark Overlord is loose now. He's no longer in Jennings. Yes. And let me ask you, is this 80 special? Now that we see the Dark Overlord for real. Is this 80 Absolutely. special effects like no other? Or? Absolutely. Also, again, scarier than it needed to be. Was it scary for you when you first saw it? Uh, yes, 100%. Because back then this was a big deal, right? Yes. This this was scary looking for back then. Like maybe Absolutely, like from Ghostbusters. 100%. Remember Ghost Ghostbusters when yes. um that demon dog? I kind of reminded me of that. Yeah. Oh, it was worse than that. Yeah. I think it was absolutely scarier than that. I didn't like this at all. So it's got Howard, and they're trying to bring in more overlords, is the idea here. Everyone's in trouble, and you have three minutes. So the timer is on. Howard uses the neutron the, I, distinguisher I wrote generator, on this one. The generator. <laughs> the generator to reverse whatever the overlord is doing this doing. Now, in doing this, he has no chance of ever getting back to Duck World if he does it. Beverly right. tells him not to, but if he doesn't do it, the world ends, right? Or these well, yeah, these guys come down and basically end the world. Yeah. And what, what good's that gonna do, Howard? None. Right. So it's either he, you live here or you don't go to Duck World. Right. But either way, you're you're over. Either way, yeah. Everybody's over. And in return, destroys it. Like I said, he gets back to Duck, he, and now he can't get wait, back. Wait, to Duck best World. part when he destroys it. Best part when he destroys it. Go ahead. Special effects sounds. Pew pew pew. <laughs> I was crying, laughing. I don't know if you caught that at all. <laughs> Liter there were literal pew 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 sounds. <laughs> I like you couldn't pay. For somebody else to make a better sound than a pew, pew, pew sound. That's what happened. Sorry. Okay. So again, we think Howard's dead. Yes. And he's not. And he pretends to be the overlord. And then it was uh, a big joke. Ha ha. Beverly's happy. And I wrote here that they lived happily ever after, which we don't know. Aw. There it is. <laughs> so so now we're, um, I don't know, probably a little bit in the future. And the band is now... The, the cherry blossoms are bigger than ever and they're in front of a large crowd and Howard's their manager and they are singing Howard the Duck, the song, which uh, we're not yet, Mike, but we're going to be, uh, that's uh, coming in a little bit, but uh, I don't hate the song. I do like Howard's little part in it. He gets to play the guitar. Um, that's it. <laughs> and they live happily ever after. I mean, we don't know if Beverly and uh, Howard end up together. I mean, do you really think they didn't? I think they did. I think they absolutely did. I think they tried it. I, mean, I don't know how. This is one of this is a novelty. Like, like I mean, actually, after it happens the first time, I don't know if it can happen again, right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So, um, that is all we. Uh, unless you have anything else to add to that, Allison? 
I'm just going to add my uh, my uh, quotes that I wrote down oh, that I really loved. Uh, all right, we've got no more Mr. Nice Duck. No one laughs at a master of quack foo. If I had some, this one's my favorite. If I had some place to go, I certainly wouldn't be in Cleveland. <laughs> uh, this one's from uh, Philzy. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's a duck. Uh, let's see. No sex now. I'm working. <laughs> I bet you were born from a very hard-boiled egg. <laughs> um, oh, when they when the cops were chasing Howard, it's a duck hunt. Uh, I know why you want a toolbox. You've got a screw loose. And then at the end of the movie, uh, Howard was saying, I need this like I need another tail. <laughs> so it was pretty good. I, I have to say, like you said, it was two movies. The first movie, I thoroughly enjoyed. The second movie, mm, it was just went on and on. It was too long. It was, it just felt like the scenes just wouldn't end. You could have done without the whole Dark Overlord, as far as I'm concerned. I think Absolutely. you could have you could have just him just getting back, and it didn't work. Whatever, I, or it did work. I agree. Like I love the character, but that whole storyline was. Bleh. Yeah, it was. It was definitely too long. It was 20 minutes too long. Yeah. Um. So one other question, and you can ask the one that uh, Amy Vaughn left on uh, oh, on Twitter if you want. I'll find it. Yep. It was to your uh, requote, retweet. Oh, okay. So um, James uh, Elkari uh, from the Kickout Crew asked, "Do you think there will ever be a remake of Howard the Duck, or would that be bringing something back to the Back to the Future?" <laughs> so, I think that they actually were they planned on having a sequel of this movie, and it, I, I cannot believe that's even a thing. But um, this is a this character goes way beyond. Um, this this movie this is a, a big we could and like we're, we're going into the, what we're talking about next here you know with um like the, the the cult classic it was a pop culture thing um this this character goes way back and it's become it's become a cult classic like we said like maybe like a uh, rocky horror picture show yeah. and i i definitely think they can remake this movie and people will go see it what do you think absolutely 100 percent um i think it would still need to be a live action movie I don't think they should make it a um, a cartoon. I think I think you could do a lot more with it. Like you said, I think we could re rework the second half, and I think it be it could be so much more successful. Yeah, yeah, and um, he is showing up in other 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 things. Uh, the duck in the Marvel universe, and there's definitely an audience for it. So. Um, like I said, he had a, he's a, like, we were going to talk a little bit about the pop culture and all that, but I, I mean, like I said, he's a cult classic and it was definitely uh, interesting and, and people, people like it, even though the critics didn't. You know, I can't state how, how surprised I was that my kids sat through this whole movie, but for anybody that understands, you know, my kid is autistic, doesn't watch a lot of TV, doesn't watch a lot of movies. For him to sit through an entire 111 minutes of a movie is pretty damn shocking. Yeah. And that he watched this whole movie, there had to be something to it. Like, there really did. So <laughs> not just the fact that Brad and I liked it. I mean, there, I mean, you're, 
your chimney guys, you know, somebody they stopped what they were it. doing. They stopped what That's they were doing. That's what I'm saying. There was something about this that it they had something. Yeah, it was a talking duck. All right, it was weird, but there I wrote down all those quotes. It was they the writers had something there. Yeah, there were a couple of missteps in the second half, but yeah. that always happens. So go ahead, ask a question. Well, I don't think this is so much of a question as no, a quote not. or a comment, but Amy wants to make sure that I understand uh, that I I shouldn't play any games with you. Uh, and I believe she's talking about FMK because she doesn't believe it's worth it. You know what's funny? She acts like you don't even know what this is, okay? <laughs> um, like, like you haven't been part of this since day one. I swear. Uh, so anyway, Amy, like I said, you're, I've said I said it on um, your show last week, your Pondwater Dave show, and I think you your days are numbered. Top Guy Weekend, uh, which is something we all go to. Um, like we talked about earlier, we are wrestling fans and we are part of this community that goes to what's called Top Guy Weekend, and she will be there and I will be there, and it is going to come to a head. So Amy, um, just because you don't know how to play the games doesn't mean don't don't think everybody else does it. Even your buddy Andrew. Uh, doesn't agree with you. So anyway, Amy, can't wait. We're going to have so much fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, I did want to just talk about some of the things that were going on at the same time as this movie yeah. real quick. Uh, Glory of Love was the number one movie in America then by Peter Cetera. It was from um, Karate. it was from Karate Kid Part 2. All right. So the number one movie, even though overall it was Karate Kid Part 2, during this particular week of August 1st was Aliens, which is the sequel to Alien. Ooh. Aliens. Uh, also, I that was that. also um, the, a movie that was released at this time was uh, Jason Lives Friday the 13th, part six. And that is uh, probably one of the worst ones yet. I did have something else. Why don't you talk amongst yourselves for a minute here? Um, so, fun <laughs> I fact, it. I don't like horror movies, so yeah. I have not seen either one of those. <laughs> I want to tell you what was on TV that night. I had one more oh, paper. Let's hear it. I'm ready. So this is, remember, this is August 1st. So it's, everything was reruns back then. Back in 1986, we had this thing called reruns. And we actually watched them a second time. Yes, we didn't did. have streaming or anything like that. It wasn't a videotape, a movie, or on. We didn't watch it. So at ABC at 8 o'clock was Webster. <laughs> uh, at 8.30 was Mr. Belvedere. <sighs> 9 o'clock. Now, this cracks me up. And I could find no information on this show. It was called The City, and it was new. It was not a rerun, and it was what's called a busted pilot. They actually have that written here, busted pilot, which means it was, wow. just, it was a show that they were trying to show, and it didn't make it, so they never. there's no information who's in it or anything. If anybody at home can look a little deeper, I'm not going to pretend that I spent the afternoon doing this, but I definitely Googled it and looked it up and gave the dates and the year. Couldn't find anything on it. Called The City, busted pilot, and that was from 9 to 10. And from 10 to 11 on ABC was The Love Boat, all right? Uh -huh. Um, on CBS was part three of the miniseries, The Mistral's Daughter, which was an eight-part miniseries in 1986. And again, they were rerunning this because it was already done, but they were rerunning it in the summer. And no Fox back then, folks. No Fox. It was not a thing. Uh, NBC, eight o'clock was Knight Rider. Nine o'clock oh. was Miami, Miami Vice. And 10 o'clock was Stingray. I don't, I don't remember Stingray. 
So that was what was on TV on August 1st, 1986. Now I am going to kick it over to Allison. Now, like I said, we don't know what, how often we're going to do this, but we're going to do it again because we have a good time together. What are we going to do next? Well, we got a suggestion. Uh, we, we did get a request to review Lucas movie with Corey Haim, Charlie Sheen, Winona Ryder. That's a good movie. I want to do th uh, Three Amigos. Okay. We can do um, Three Amigos. We can do Three okay, Amigos. Okay, I think we should do Three Amigos. because um, Can you please tell everybody what you planned on doing, even though it's not an Okay, thing? so what I planned on doing until I found out that it was actually in 1970, so uh, it's a little too old, but it's something that I used to watch on Nick at Night, is a very unique and very different TV show. It is called... Lancelot Link Secret a Secret Chimp. Secret Agent? No, Secret Agent. The premise of this TV show <laughs> is it is a live action TV show with chimpanzees. <laughs> they use the chimpanzees as actors, and I believe it only lasted one season, but it was as a child growing up, I thought this was the most hysterical show ever. They dressed chimpanzees up in clothes and did scenes with them. And it was like a secret agent style show. And my God, was it hysterical. And I believe I made Brad watch an episode. I watched the first episode. And yes. um, <laughs> he did not like minutes, it. 20 minutes, I'm never going to get back. I, I think you had to watch this as a kid to get it. I am so glad we're not doing this, actually. And uh, <laughs> yes, we will do um, Three Amigos. Sounds good to me. Okay. All right. Uh, and I'm sorry you didn't like it, but as a kid, I, I didn't know what was going on. I, I didn't know what was going on. So, so again, as, a, oh, so. as a kid, I watched a lot of Nick at Night because I was only allowed to watch Nickelodeon. That was it. That was the only channel, that and PBS. So I watched a lot of these kind of weird shows. I watched a lot of Laugh-In, a lot of Monkeys, things like that. But this one show always stuck with me because it was chimpanzees. I don't even need to be legal today to do it. I know it absolutely would not they be. Probably had to no give it way. Shock treatment, shock treatment it, to make the oh, mouth move. There's no, there's no question. There were horrible things being done, and I, I love animals, so I know this is really bad. But it was, it was just so funny. It was such a funny show. But okay, so but we're not doing it because it's the seventies. We're not doing it. Okay. God, because that could have been ten parts. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, yes. You know, like and subscribe. Uh, tell your friends. Uh, this was something different we did. We're not talking wrestling for once. And uh, Allison, thank you so much for, for doing this with me. Just wanted to do something a little different. Oh. We always um, get along so well on the show. And I uh, just wanted to uh, have a good time today. So do you have anything else before we go? No, that's it for me. Uh, thank you again for having me on. I was really excited to do something different, like you said. Um, and I can't wait for the next one. Right. And I'll see you and soon. I, and we're going to go ahead and we're going to end this on a, on a musical note, Mike. So, Mike, yeah. hopefully you're still sitting there. Take it away. Take your time. Look at her hair. Thank you.
Thanks, everybody. See you next time.